0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: From MPB Think Radio... Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. We have an assortment of information to share today. We've got MDOT in the house to tell us about this crazy bridge repair that is going to detour All the traffic on I-55 and I-20 in central Mississippi. And I say we're going to share and tell, because we're not taking phone calls, it's our pledge drive time. So instead of taking calls, we want you to call to make a contribution to MPB, 888 Three seven two four four eight three, or go to mpbonline.org. We want to hear from you, but we want to hear your comments about why you love autocorrect and MPB. MPBonline.org to donate. Hello, Coach Charlie.
2: Hello. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty dadgum good. But we want to find out straight from MDOT what is going on beginning Friday the 8th with the detour of both I-55 and I-20 where they cross in Jackson. The man to tell us is Mike Flood from the Mississippi Department of Transportation. Welcome to the show, Mike. Mike, we're so glad that you have joined us on the show. We are going to hear all about All right, Mike, welcome to the show.
3: All right. Hey, Great. hey thanks for having me.
1: All right. So, there's a a bridge gone, a bridge repair happening. Tell us about it.
3: Yeah, so uh, it's actually, it's a, it's a it's a dip in the roadway right before a bridge that we're going to be uh, repairing. So um, it is on I-55 southbound slash I-20 westbound. Uh, it's it's kind of confusing, but the, it's the same interstate. It's basically two interstates at one location. They run concurrently at this location, and it is right before State Street in Jackson, right after you cross up the Pearl River. That is where we're going to be making this repair to a dip that is formed in the roadway um but we're going to be shutting down the interstate um right around the stack area so you will not be able to travel uh through the stack on i-20 westbound or i-55 southbound beginning at 7 p.m uh tomorrow evening so uh we hope that we'll have it wrapped up uh in 72 hours but um, we're going to be digging about 35 feet or so below the surface to check out some saturated soil underneath um so we won't really know the seriousness of it until we get get deep down in there to uh, make this repair
1: Let me make sure I understand. On I-20, you cannot go east or west.
3: No, I'm sorry. You cannot go westbound. You can definitely, you can still go eastbound. I-20 eastbound will remain open, and same with I-55 northbound. So um, it's just I-55 southbound and I-20 westbound that are going to close.
1: Oh, that's way less than I thought. Okay. I thought there was absolutely no traffic on that part. Okay. Okay. So, all right. I'm very glad I had you on. Okay, so now that you've said it once, and I know what it should be, remind me one more time on I-20. What direction can you go?
3: So on I-20, you will be able to travel eastbound. So this will impact primarily if you're traveling from Meridian to Vicksburg on I-20 westbound, this will impact you because you will have to detour around it via I-55 north to I-220 south. Um, it's a pretty, you know, it is a long detour. You're going to go around Jackson, but it's all interstate, and we we, we you know, we don't anticipate any major traffic snarls or snags or anything like that. Um, we're doing it over the weekend for that reason. So uh, it should only add about 15 to 20 minutes it tra- traffic's bad or congested, maybe upwards of 30 minutes, but on to your travel time. That's why we're trying to get you know let everyone know as uh, as advanced as possible just so they can plan ahead and, and have a little extra you know travel time in their trips but if you're traveling eastbound on i-20 you know from vicksburg to meridian uh it will not impact you whatsoever eastbound traffic will is going to remain open it's not going to impact that at all you will drive past it and be able to see it but we want to remind folks to keep their eyes on the road not the project uh you're not going to really be able to see what's going on anyway because it's, they're going to be digging below the surface so uh, just bear with us we know it's an inconvenience obviously um, you know shut down a, a major interstate much less two interstates at the same location um, it, you know yes it's gonna have a major impact on traffic but we've got to make the repair uh, this is this is one of our heavily travel corridors I mean north of 110,000 vehicles a day I'm not aware of anywhere else in the state that sees that kind of traffic so We've got to make this repair and uh, and to hold us over to the permanent repair that we will do at a later date. But uh, we think that the soil is saturated underneath the roadway uh, due to a, a ruptured pipe or a crack in a pipe deep below the surface. And it, obviously this is all really old pipes and. Uh, you know this this interstate itself is fifty or sixty years old, so um you know it it we got to make this repair to keep it open and safe and uh obviously, we do not want to have to shut it down for good so and we don't want the road to crumble away so this is uh it is a must to make this repair, and we appreciate everyone letting us do it
1: okay so if you are traveling from Meridian to Vicksburg, you do have to take a detour. If you are traveling from Vicksburg to Meridian, you do not have to take the detour.
3: That's correct. If you're traveling on I-20, on I-20, that's right. Eastbound on I-20, you're good. You're not going to have any uh, problem there. Now, westbound on I-20, you are going to have to detour. And this is also, it is also I-55 south as well, as we've mentioned. Um, and the detour for that is not as bad. If you look at our detour map, we have posted on, uh, at Mississippi DOT social media, we got to post it all over. Um, if you're traveling, you know, let's say, Madison down to Macomb on 55 instead of just going through the Jackson area you know through um, East Jackson Northeast Jackson you're just gonna on 55 you're just gonna take 220 south um, you know down to the uh, the uh, western side of Jackson so that detour is not gonna be as significant for I-55 traffic it's uh, pretty much just another route but I-20 westbound traffic, yes, it is a significant detour. And, uh, you know, we just want everyone to plan ahead and, and be aware. Now, if, you're, if you live in the Jackson area, um, it, you can just simply avoid it by just taking some local roads. I mean, there's plenty of city streets to, to navigate around. Um, you know, uh, we've got uh, Highway 80 there as well, which, you know, um, but, you know, if you're traveling through Jackson, um, you know, and don't live in the area, I highly recommend using our, uh, you know, our detour.
1: So uh, for I-55, is all of I-55 being detoured around?
3: Just the southbound side of I-55. So, um, and if you look at the map, you'll see uh, what I'm saying. It's 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 not as significant of a detour. Instead of just going, you know, like this, you're just going to go like this. So, okay. As opposed to I-20 where you're going to go all the way around Jackson. Um, so it. It's just a little It's a little extra travel time if you're traveling I-55 south, but uh, I know it's confusing because it's two interstates in the same location, but it's only one direction. So, um, it, you know, I-55 northbound and I-20 eastbound are going to remain open and passable. And there's signs. There are going to be signs, yes. There'll be plenty of signs. We've already got signs out there now leading up to the closure uh, that'll show you where to go on the detour. So... Uh, eye out for our signs, um, it's very important during this, especially during this stretch, during this weekend, to not drive distracted, to put the phone down, don't mess with your radio, you know, if you got folks in the car with you to focus on where you're going, look out for these signs, they're going to be directing you in the right direction, you know, everything happens a lot faster on an interstate, so. Um, you know, so just keep that in mind as you're traveling this weekend, and try to avoid, uh, especially I-20 westbound, if you can, this weekend, starting Friday night at 7 p.m. And follow us on social media. As soon as we open it, we will announce it there. We'll let everyone know, uh, and then we'll be back to normal life. So. Um, Thank you for uh, helping us get the word out uh, about the closure. It's a big one.
1: Oh, well, we're we're so pleased. You you always hate when you get to a road closed and then you have to stop and turn around. Turn around. But yes. no, you don't ha- this is a detour. If That's you right. want to go where you're going and you completely forget that there's a detour, you'll be detoured so you're all good.
3: That is right. Yes, you will not be uh, yeah, there's you won't come up to any sign that says road's closed here, you got to turn around. We can't do that on an interstate. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but uh yeah, the, the best thing you can do is just plan ahead a little bit. Tell your friends, tell your family, if you can share the graphic that uh, we posted on social media, if you can share that, that'd be great. Um, you know, it, the, the, we closed it down in, in 2019 to repair bridge and uh, we, we had to do both directions, not at the same time, but um, we did them, you know, in different days, but, and that went really smoothly. We're hoping this one goes as smoothly as that one did. Um, you know, every I got Brad on the public. It was, it was all up there doing. Everyone did a great job planning around the closure. We didn't overwhelm too many other roads. Um, That's the other thing, you know, uh, if you're traveling I-55 northbound this weekend, although it's not going to be closed, you're going to see additional traffic on that from the detour, so just keep that in mind as well, even if you're not traveling I-20 westbound or I-55 southbound, you might encounter additional traffic on local roads, on Highway 80, you know, that kind of thing, so just, that's what I say, just plan ahead and give yourself a little extra travel time so you won't be rushing through traffic.
1: And you've got an app.
3: We do. We sure do. We have an app, mdottraffic.com. Uh, if we do have any wrecks uh, or you know congestion or weather alerts that we don't anticipate, hopefully this weekend uh, it's looking good weather-wise. But if we have any updates, we'll be posting them out on our uh, app. You can sign up for county-specific closures, roadway. Uh, you can just select the interstate that you only want updates on. You can you know specify it to your needs. So it's a great free resource. Highly recommend checking it out. I use it every day. mdottraffic.com.
1: All right. So that right. that is okay. I'm 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 a little calmer now. At first I thought there was just yeah. like going to be total mass chaos, but there's not.
2: I thought they were imposed right. the whole
1: Yeah, field. I thought I and thought they is. were taking down everything in the Pearl River you shall not Go cross. Across. Okay. Right. Oh, I, I feel a lot better about that. And so if you don't remember north, south, east, west, 20 or 55, all you have to do is follow the signs.
3: Follow the signs. That's right, follow the signs. There
1: you go. Mike, this has been a wild last three weeks for the weather. Yes, it has. You know, here at MPB, we announce tornadoes, <laughs> and they have been yep. all over the place. I love that MDOT has information on their page about dealing with severe weather, and we get a lot of People who are listening to MPB in their cars, what does MDOT suggest for tornadoes if you're in your car?
3: Yeah, uh, this is a very dangerous time of year for tornadoes, really now through May. So, um, and we're we're no strangers to severe weather in Mississippi. So, if you're in your car, um, do not try and outrun a tornado. Um, You know, it's a common misconception. um, So. The, the, the main thing to do is just to take shelter in, in a sturdy building that's nearby. Um, you know, we obviously don't want anyone driving during a tornado. So stay tuned into your local weather updates and, uh, you know, dot as well. We, we post, um, tornado, you know, warnings and watches on that app as well. So if you have the app, you'll be, you'll be looped in, but, uh, you know, if there's nothing available, if there's no shelter nearby and, um, you know, the best thing to do is just to pull over and, uh, you know, get out of the car and find the lowest part of the ground, like a ditch to, to to ride it out. Um, so just don't ever take shelter under a highway overpass. So, um, you know, a lot of these overpasses aren't constructed to properly provide adequate shelter during that kind of a, you know, wind speed. So um, the best thing you can do is just to not travel during a tornado. So if you can avoid it uh, by any means, try to try, avoid tra- traveling during tornado weather.
1: Also on because of all of this weather there's can be flash flooding everybody knows the turnaround don't drown but a lot of mississippi i'm you know i'm looking right now there are flood warnings going on in mississippi remind us about our cars and driving through water some people aren't good enough with turnaround don't drown they want to know why so remind us why
3: that's right, and this is so important because it can be deceiving. You can come up to a roadway that only looks like it has half an inch of water on top of it, and what you won't realize is that that road could be completely washed out. Um, flooding is a is actually a top uh, weather-related killer for— Um, you know, highways for driving on highways. So, um, you know, never, yes, turn around, don't drown, turn around, don't drown, turn around, don't drown. Um, We can't say that enough. Um, You know, you can easily become trapped in in your vehicle if it stalls out in a flooded area, Um, you know, and if that ever happens, abandon your vehicle and seek higher ground, um, you know, because that rising water could engulf your vehicle and uh, the occupants inside. So, um, and these these flash floods can can occur within minutes. Um, If you live in Mississippi, you're aware of that. So. Yes, just, uh, I've been through several floods myself, uh, no coincidence to the last name, but, um, that and, and the best thing you can do is to avoid the flooded area completely. Um, you know, especially with flash floods too, it'll often just, they, they're called flash floods for a reason, they'll clear out quickly, so, um, You know, with the flash flood, especially if you're not trying to pass a flooded
1: roadway. Mike, we are so glad you were able to be with us. Thank you. We've been talking. Oh, thank you. We've been talking about bridge repair and the traffic that is being detoured around Jackson. If your is your car under recall, we've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio during our spring prej drive. Three minutes of your time will help pay for another year's worth of autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. It's drive time. And if you're planning on helping out the nonprofits that are meaningful to you this spring, now is the time. You can do that by giving at mpbonline.org or by calling 888-372-4483. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB, the number four, car. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go.
0: Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better
1: together. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast with on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So here are some recent recalls. Ford Escape Bronco Sport recalled for a potential oil leak. Chevrolet Equinox GMC Terrains recalled for failing windshield wipers. Ford Lincoln recalled trucks and SUVs over Taylor, trailer brake. And Hyundai Sonata Genesis G70 recalled for emergency trunk latches. But I found out it's not my Honda Sonata. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov recall, and input your VIN or find their Safer Car app. We've been talking today about the detour of both I-20 and I-55 in Jackson this weekend, and now we're going to talk about how to protect your vehicle. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org but we would love for you to call and make a contribution of support to MPB to our support number 888-372-4483 or go to mpbonline.org So, Coach... There's lots of different ways you could, you know, when you Google protect your car, you could talk about protecting it from safety or protecting it from from this or from that. But if you want to help keep your car in tip-top shape from the front bumper to the the tail lights, where should should we start? What's some good things? What's one good tip for us?
2: You know, I think we should start with the uh, exterior with the paint because uh, a lot of people park under the trees and sap, especially at this time of the year, sap is falling all over the uh, cars, and they do not wash them enough. They do not clean the car enough on the outside, and as they do that, that sap destroys the paint as it falls on there. So you want to make sure that you clean that exterior of that car.
1: Yeah, I, you think, well, gosh, with all the rain we've had, it's washed the pollen off. Well, but I have a carport, so <laughs> my car hasn't been out in the rain that much, but it you know, gets pollen blown on it. So go into the car wash. I think I need to put that on my to-do list.
2: You know, I think a lot of times when people are cleaning their cars, they clean the lower half of the car. They do not clean the top of the car, the roof. And most cars need to be cleaned there as well. They but need to take more time.
1: It's because they have all these dead gum SUVs. <laughs> yeah, they can't great reach them. big things. <laughs> okay. So... Other things, you know, if you go from the top to the bottom, how about maintaining tires? How do we keep, because that, gosh, that is so important for everything.
2: Well, as we talked a couple weeks ago, we talked about tires, where um, tires are only really good, uh, warranted for five years. Then they start to dry rod, and they get that from the uh, oxidizing of the oxygen and the rubber. So you want to make sure that you keep an eye on the sidewalls and make sure you don't have any uh, anything sticking in the uh, tread, because those will cause you a flat down the road.
1: Because you can be a perfectly great driver. You can keep your uh, tires uh, inflated to the proper recommended inflating. But after a while, they're just going to deteriorate.
2: Right. And you would just want to make sure that you can tell a lot by your tires according to how they're wearing on the inside or outside tread. You can tell if there's something going wrong with the front end just by how the tires are wearing. So you want to just keep an eye on them real good. And you want to make sure that uh, when you inflate those tires, make sure you inflate them cold, not hot. You know, a lot of times oh, the tires okay. are, um, say you got a low tire and you've been driving for a while, you go up to the filling station or the convenience store, you put air in it, and really you're overfilling that tire. And now on those tires, you want to make sure it says 44 PSI uh, is what's on the standard tire, but that's not how you fill the tire, the, where you find the uh placard is inside the left-hand side of the driver's door. will tell you exactly how much air to put in those tires.
1: We have a question from the gallery. <laughs> uh, good morning, everyone.
0: Good morning, morning. Coach Charlie. Uh, I have a run-flat tire, which is new to me. i uh, never heard of it in my life, and someone said, ooh. I said, okay, what's the ooh about? So tell me what a run-flat tire is, and how does it protect me and what should I do if
1: that gets
2: punctured? I'm not sure. Well, first of all, they said, "Ooh," because that tire costs about $400. So when you for get, one you tire for one tire, Oh, okay. So and usually,
1: you, sh- you can get a set for four or five hundred.
2: Right. You're not going to get that tire. And what happens? Especially on Mercedes, because that's what you drive mm-hmm. on the Mercedes. They do. They no longer put a spare in that vehicle. And there's a lot of other vehicles that they do not put spares in, and they put run flat tires in them. And what that tire does. The sidewalls are strong, and so when you puncture the tire, the sidewall holds the vehicle up, and you can drive 50 or 60 miles on that tire flat. But not, you need to go, get some, go somewhere to get you it m- taken care you of. You need to go somewhere to get it taken care of. Okay. Well,
1: does her car have a fancy pants uh, indicator that oh, says she's sure. got a, a oh. flat?
2: Well, yeah, it'll say all the air because it'll monitor each tire. Give me an uh, an alarm and something. Also,
0: so if that happened, if I got a puncture in my run flat tire, do I take it to a regular tire place, or would they know? I mean, what do they have to do at that point?
2: Now, I will tell you that you can put a conventional tire on that vehicle, Mm -hmm. and it will not hurt it. But you know, once it. Uh, runs over some type, if it gets punctured, it's going to go flat, and right. you can't run on it. Right. But uh, a lot of the uh, tire companies do not carry that run flat tire. Right. And I'll give you an Absolutely. example. I had to go to Mercedes. I was in Arkansas, hit a pothole, busted the tire, and I was just going to get out and fix it. I looked in the trunk. There was no, there was no spare tire. And so I had three other people with me, and we were taking them home. I had to have the vehicle towed to Little Rock, uh, Arkansas, From uh, Russellville, Arkansas. Ooh. And take it to the Mercedes dealer, get a new tire, cost me $1,500.
1: Okay. Thank you. (laughs) That makes me feel much better. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because this made me think of something else, made me think of something else. So you check your tire pressure when the car is cold. When it's cold. You check your oil level when the car is. So I was going to tell
2: you how to check your oil and how to check your transmission fluid. First thing with oil, the vehicle has to be warm. Warm. And off. And off. Okay. A lot of people want to take and pull the dipstick while it's running. No. Fluid's uh, circulating in the engine. Transmission fluid, you check it warm while it's running. So the vehicle has to be running with transmission fluid, off with oil but they both need to be warm.
1: Okay. All right. So we've... And, uh, you know, we talked about having the correct pressure on the tires, check the depth of the tread wear, check the wear of the tread, and... The sidewalls. And the sidewalls. But but all good things must come to an end at some point, and tires don't last forever. You will be
2: replacing them. All right. That's one of the biggest uh, money uh, things to replace tires on them because tires have got so expensive today. And like I say, a run-flat tire or self-sealing tire, you know, the difference between that run-flat tire and a self-sealing tire is that if you ran over a nail on a self-sealing tire, tire, it will seal it up and you won't have a flat Okay, well, the run-flat tire, is flat, and you still have to drive on it.
1: Can Most. you plug a run-flat tire? Yeah.
2: They recommend that you don't plug any tires now at all. Oh, really? Right. What they do recommend now that you take the tire off the rim and you patch on the inside. Oh, okay. okay. Used to, you could plug them, but now they want you to uh, patch them on the inside.
1: Well, my fill-in station that always uh, – we took ours to – you know, went away anyway. So we okay. Oh, I didn't know that. No more plugs, only patches.
2: Yeah. Now a lot of people still plug tires, but that's not what they recommend. And I always say, go back to the manufacturer's owner. Go back to your owner's manual and read the owner's manual. Get familiar with the owner's manual, and it tells you a lot of that information. <sighs>
1: I love owner's manuals, and in fact, when I was little, we would travel a lot. My, My family lived all over the country, and we would drive there, and I didn't like to read books, but I loved reading maps, and I loved reading owner's manual, but now these owner's manuals, you know, if you have this kind of audio system, here's 17 pages. If you have the second kind of audio system, here's 17 different ones. You know, there's so much extraneous stuff that's not necessarily for your car that sometimes it gets frustrating to try to find what actually applies to you yeah
2: what they did you know they made owner manuals they only make one per car
1: yeah and
2: once you lose it you can't get another one Mm -hmm. so they make one per car and they put a lot of information that pertains to a lot of that same model car with different options
1: Ooh, maybe i'll i know what i'll do <laughs> Just okay one time the first time i 'm going to go through it and maybe like take a highlighter and mark on the outside of the spot on the the pages, so i 'll know which pages actually apply to my car
2: well, a lot of my customers that I work on their cars they in their owner's manual, they have highlighted or bent the page yeah on the corner, yeah, so they could go right to it
1: I think that 's what i 'm going to do that 's what i 'm going to do all right we're talking about. Uh, protecting your car. We're not taking your phone calls today because we want you to go to our website, mpbonline.org, to make a contribution during our spring drive time. That's only this week. But protecting your car, one thing, you can protect your car is just by driving right.
2: You can protect your car just by driving the car because a lot of times, Michelle came in with a question this morning about, Fuel, old fuel. It doesn't matter if it's in your car, if it's in a weed eater, if it's on a lawnmower. Uh, a lot of times cars set up and they get that old fuel in there, and what our fuel has ethanol in it or alcohol, and that alcohol absorbs water. Well, now water is in the gas, Ga- the water is now in the engine. So you want to be very careful because if you let them set up, that water makes uh, varnish and everything. It gums up the carburetors. It bums, uh, gums up the injectors. It messes everything up. So you want to make sure you run the car.
0: Well, it, how often? That's my question. With the car, if you have a car and a truck and you drive the car just to go on a trip or something, how often do you need to crank up that car and drive that car? Once a week or every two weeks or once, once a every, month?
2: At least once every two weeks. Crank the car every up. Let it run uh, five or ten minutes and then cut it off. Because now you've got the uh, coolant circulating in the engine. You got the oil circulating. You got the fuel circulating. Everything is circulating back through that engine. Okay. Do you, know you say crank it up, or should you drive it? You can just if you not if you don't want to drive it, just because there's older people out there that's not going to drive right. the car, just crank it up, let crank it run it five or ten minutes. Five or ten minutes. Okay. Mm, Till it gets warm. All right
1: now okay let's let's remind folks about oil and this is one you know everyone has heard the 3000 but your car might be different from my car and if you have a 1980 car is different from a 2022 car
2: once again it's how you drive the vehicle oils have changed engines have changed you know and with technology everything's gotten better on that part go by the owner's manual It has intervals when you need to change your oil, just go by that owner's manual, and then you'll be okay. Now, the only other thing is if you drive a four-wheel drive and you're going out mudding and you're going into water and you're going into sand, you're going to want to change your oil more than what the manufacturer says.
1: Our email address where you can send questions to our show is auto at mpbonline.org. We are learning about that humongous detour of both I-20 and I-55 in Jackson this weekend. And we're taking talking about how to protect your vehicle. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. We're going to have Coach's Tip of the Week. And you can listen to the podcast or Saturday's broadcast when Casey Williams will talk about the Toyota Corolla Cross. Don't get me started on crossovers. I feel like a grumpy old lady talking about that. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Please think about why you choose MPB as your station for news and thoughtful discussion and then support everything you love about MPB by contributing what you think is fair. Do that by calling 888-372-4483 or give in three minutes online, mpbonline.org. There's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect.
4: The Toyota Corolla is an excellent little compact car, but today's market is really demanding something other than a sedan or a hatchback. They want crossovers. And the vehicle we have this week is going to appeal to them. It's the 2022 Toyota Corolla Cross. And if you look at it from the outside, it really does just look like a taller Corolla. It's very handsome. The front has a really nice grille. I like the squinty LED headlamps in the front. 18-inch alloy wheels, and you got a full roof rack for bicycles and gear. I think it looks really good. Inside, very upscale. Got a nice instrument cluster with the infotainment screen right in the middle. Proper volume and tuning knobs. Android Auto, Apple CarPlay connections. You'll still have to bring a cord. It's not wireless, but it works really well. And you got wireless charging. Heated-seat JBL audio. Really nicely equipped inside. Under the hood, 169 horsepower, four-cylinder engine. Gets 29 miles per gallon of the city. 32 on the highway, so also pretty efficient with all-wheel drive. So let's talk about pricing. Well the Corolla Cross starts right at $22,000. This one has equipped $33,550.
1: See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Thank you for listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio coach charlie melton recently retired from clinton high school's automotive technology program is our expert host i'm liz gill we're gonna have to take that recently out that's right
2: (laughs) take that out it's been a year
1: almost autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 so in the news there's going to be a bridge detour. Did you know about that, Coach Charlie? (laughs) I
2: found out about it today. I did.
1: I am so excited. I had it all wrong. I thought there was just going to be... Nobody could go over the Pearl River. But no, if you're driving from Vicksburg to Meridian or you're driving from Macomb up to Grenada, no biggies. It's the other way where you're going to have to take a detour, but there'll be signs. So just enjoy the trip.
2: All oh, you got to think about it. eastbound is good and westbound is not. Okay. Because that's really what the problem is going uh, westbound.
1: Yes. All right, so that's our our, our news. Time for Coach Charlie's tip of the week.
2: You know that pesky uh, check engine light that we always see coming on our dash? There's a way that you can make sure that pesky uh, engine light does not come on. Make sure that your gas cap is tight. Because if the gas uh, cap is loose, that check engine light will come on. It will say you have a gross air leak. So you want
1: to just make sure it's tight. Oh, and that's cheap. That's cheap. Just (laughs) tighten it up. That's a repair that I can do.
2: Well, when you hear that click you're good to go
1: we've been talking about the detour of i-20 and i-55 in jackson this weekend and also how to protect your vehicle you can email us your questions auto at mpbonline.org the mpb public media app in addition to listening to our show right now you can click a support button and make a contribution the support button is blue right at the top of the app so very easy We just started talking about changing the oil. You know, cars have changed now. Owner's manual recommendations have changed. So the very first thing is to check your owner's manual on how to take care of your oil. Well,
2: Liz, if you look at the owner's manual, every one of them has a uh, maintenance service chart in the back of the owner's manual and those maintenance service charts will tell you what to do at 12,000 miles, what to do at uh, 24,000 miles and it's usually 12,000 to 15,000 miles increments of telling you certain things that need to be checked on that car. You know I was thinking about uh, people drive around and They hear noises in their car and they just keep driving until it falls apart. You know, if you hear noise in your car, stop, find out what it is. Take it somewhere. You know, a lot of times it's uh, easy to detect, you know, if you have a muffler that's bad or you have uh, something that's loose just by listening. So we get into that a lot. So go to that owner's manual, pay attention to the intervals and check your car out for noises.
1: So many things in life, if you take care of it immediately, it prevents it from becoming a big thing.
2: Well, you think about it, uh, that little Toyota I drive, is a 2,000, got 367,000 miles on it. It's been maintained, and that's why it has so many miles on it, because it has been maintained. Uh, you look at things out there— um, Checking the air filters on these cars and the cabin filters. You know, sometimes you get in somebody's car and it has a little smell or odor to it because they haven't changed the uh, cabin filter. They carry dogs around, animals, and that's going to make the interior smell. So change that cabin filter, and that will keep the odors out of your car.
1: And that's something that's really changed. I know on my 06 Dodge Grand Caravan I don't think that air filter's ever been changed because it's behind the dashboard and they said to change it you have to take out the whole dashboard. But others, now it's just right behind the glove box. You just literally open the glove box and kind of pop it down, and you can change the air filter.
2: There was about two places they'd put those cabin filters. They'd put one right behind under the engine compartment right up against the windshield wipers. You would see a little compartment up there and behind the glove box. Very easy to get to. And, you know, I think that we miss changing that. We just overlook it. Even our air filters on our engines, we overlook them so many times because it's just not one of those things you change all the time. But the air filter on the car itself for the engine, that's where all the air comes through. If you don't change it, the car can't breathe. It's not going to run correctly.
0: Well, that was my question. What, What is the air filter? What the one that's in the car? What is that for? I okay, guess
2: that's called the cabin filter, mm-hmm. and what that does, it filters all the air inside the car. So, just say that it's like a recirculating filter. It just absorbs all the odors and everything, wow. and the dirt that's coming in. Because believe it or not, there are things that come in the vehicle while you're driving down the road. If it's leaves, if it's trash, all that comes through the air conditioning system, and then it gets stuck in that filter, and it filters the air for you. Okay.
1: Now, when you get your oil changed, when you change your oil, you always change the oil filter?
2: You always change the oil filter. Now, they do have extended life. We talked about that. They have extended life oil filters. But the extended life oil filter is for longer oil changes. You still want to change the oil filter every time.
1: Okay. Always change the oil filter. The air filter is... As recommended.
2: As recommended. You want to pull the air filter out, have somebody look at it, because what happens, it's just like your air conditioning filter in your house. It gets all that garbage in there, and you got to make sure it's clean.
1: And if you live on a farm and you drive down the dirt road to get to the highway to get into town, you might change your air filter different from me when I leave my carport and drive three miles to MPD.
2: Yes, now I say it's just according. Once again, it has an interval uh, maintenance schedule in the back of the owner's manual, and then according how you drive as an individual.
1: We're talking today about paying attention to little problems before they become big problems. Folks, wash your car, change your oil, <laughs> pay attention to your tires. What's some, We got another thing uh, that we can uh, p- you pay attention to uh, protect our car?
2: Now, the thing about it, I see here that you have fuel additives. You want me to talk a little about fuel additives, fuel additives and oil additives and different additives that you can put into your engine to either make it the oil lasts longer or clean your injectors a lot of times people will take their vehicle and they take it to a shop and they clean those injectors okay with a chemical as well but you could put Foam or some other type of stp uh chemical inside the gas and that will keep those injectors from getting that varnish that we talked about leaving your gas in the vehicle not running that's what these injector cleaners clean they clean that varnish
1: excellent Excellent. One thing we've, I, we've talked about on the show before is uh, you're using your parking brake. And if you have a manual car, that's a no-brainer. You absolutely, positively have to use your parking brake. But for automatics, is it a good idea to, to use it?
2: It is a good idea to use it, but how many really use it? And people don't understand, by you using your parking brake, a lot of times you're adjusting your rear brakes on your car. You know, because they're automatic adjusting brakes, some of them use the parking brake to adjust the parking brake, or some of them use as going in reverse to adjust those rear brakes on those vehicles if their shoe brakes. So it's a good idea to use that parking brake.
0: All right. I have a question about uh, parking on a hill. I've heard this, so let's break down that myth of wear and tear in your transmission. Don't park on a hill. Oh never do it. How does it affect your transmission when you park on a hill or if you have an inclined driveway and things like that?
2: Well you think about all these towns that are in the hills that you have to park on a hill just like in Boston and Chicago and all those, that there's hills all around, you're going it's okay to park on a hill. But what they're doing is trying to take the strain off the transmission by using the parking brake because then instead of the transmission holding the vehicle it's the parking brake holding the vehicle.
0: And, and what does that do over time? It messes up your transmission if you continuously do it without using your parking I'm brake. I'm not
2: going to tell you it really messes it up. It just puts strain on that transmission. You'll never notice it. No. Oh. You know, you that's why I'm saying, but use the parking brake on hills, you know, just in case because like say you think about you got all that weight going to the back of the vehicle when it's usually in the front. So it changes where you put the weight. Yeah.
1: Michelle, we should have drive every week. Then we don't have any calls, and you and I can answer all Ask the questions, all the questions we, we want. We can pick his
0: brain for everything. The mad scientist. <laughs> I love him.
2: <laughs> well, you know, another thing I was thinking about as you drive your car, as you, you know, Jackson has a lot of potholes, other places you're hitting the curbs, you know, and stuff like that with your tires and rims. I think that's another thing that we need to talk to about tires is by hitting the potholes and hitting the curbs. You can damage the the belts in those tires mm. and the vehicle will start wobbling. The tire will start wobbling on you. You can mess the sidewall up the tire, the sidewall of the tire by hitting the curves on it, and you put gashes in those. Now, a lot of times, like I say, a lot of people don't pay attention to it. Not only do you mess the tire up, but you mess the rim up as well.
0: And <laughs> you brought up something now. I'm talking about tires and rims. I have a teenager who just got her driver's license two weeks ago. Let's talk to the parents who have teenagers, or she's about to graduate as well, so it's summertime about to come. What are some things, parents, we need to sit down and seriously let our 18, 19-year-olds know about their cars, about driving our cars or their new cars they're going to get this summer. Don't well, run out of gas. I <laughs> Big one.
2: Well, a lot of things is that the teenagers have not been taught how to maintain the vehicle, check the oil, check the coolant, or check anything in the vehicle or check the tires they get in it. And they drive, so I think it's the parent's responsibility to at least tell them what they need to check so they don't destroy the vehicle. Well, can you make a manual for me,
0: or <laughs> I can bring Jordan to you, and we can sit down and you can tell her? Because what's funny is someone needs to tell me. I'm not the maintenance type person. I take my car and get it, main, you know, get the maintenance done. So it's scary because I don't really know. Now I know I have a, child, a driving child, and I need to let her know. So oh my God, we both need a manual from you.
2: Well, you know. I Always thought about opening that place where I could have cars and just have a class yes. where they would come in and we'd just teach them maintenance of a vehicle, not how to work on it, nothing about that. Go through the owner's manual, tell them what it is, and tell them how you should take and do preventive maintenance on that car to make it last longer. Well, we're going to do that, you yeah. and I. That's <laughs> gonna, we're going to come up <laughs> with do, a name for we it. We could do that. And we're
0: not going to charge that much. Yeah. I mean, you can come, all parents and kids of yeah. high school parents. And if you are an adult and want to come, yeah. you can come too. We're going to do that. That's, that's a good
2: our, thing to do
1: on a Saturday. Yes, good project. Stay tuned exactly, for details. Exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, well, we are so glad. No, next week we'll take phone calls. Ooh, and next is next week our uh, antique
2: It's week? called A Flash
1: to the Past. Oh, that's right. We're going to have an antique car restorer guy come and talk about things. All right. Mike so, Martin. Yeah. I'm Liz Gill with Coach Charlie Melton. AutoCorrect is brought to you by MPB listeners who are also supporters. This is radio for the community, supported by the community. It's our spring on-air fundraising campaign. Give now at 888-372-4483 or do your part at mpbonline.org.
2: Is an MPB Think Radio podcast.